Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. As we continue on our stroll down the path of the strange paradiso, we look around and notice some of the eerie and unexplained things that are going on around us, that are happening nonstop. A lot of them we don't hear about. Some of them we do. There are, I'm going to say, probably mm, 95% of the people, maybe in the United States, maybe in the entire world, who have had experiences. The number is that high. Some of them don't come forward and tell anyone about them. Some of them do. Nowadays, it's much easier to talk about these things than it was before. In the past, you were um, kind of looked on as a crazy person when you started talking about certain things that you had experienced. But um, things aren't like that anymore. Not too much anyways. There are still some people who will scoff at you, who will say things to you like, um, you know, no more mushrooms in your salad and all this kind of stuff, you know, put the pipe down, whatever. But um, this story that I'm, the first one that I'm going to share with you is actually part two of what I was talking about the last time I came on. If you recall, those of you who heard the last show, I was talking about the house that was next door to my grandmother's house that started having all these strange occurrences happening. The homeowner, one of them, was talking to one of my sisters and relayed some of the experiences and some of the happenings that were going on in the house after they moved in. So those particular people don't live there anymore. They moved away quite a while ago, but my one of my sisters who was talking to the dad, to the man who um, lived there, said that one of his sons had um, claimed that bedroom, you know, the garage slash bedroom conversion. He claimed that room for himself because it was kind of off to the side. So you had more privacy. The guy was about 14 years old, things like that. So when you start getting to that age where you kind of want to be a little bit separated, you don't want to share the room with your little brother anymore and things like that. So he saw that room, a perfect opportunity to have his own space. So He, when they moved in and he was sleeping in this room and he said that he would hear things at night. He would hear whispering and it seemed like the whispering was coming from the closet. The closet now was kind of like a, because that room had been a garage. It wasn't a closet that um, we think of when we're talking about bedrooms. This closet was more like an armoire. So he said he could hear voices and they were coming from that closet. So finally, 
the dad said, okay, I can't take this anymore. I'm staying in your room tonight. I'm going to, let's just see what happens. So the story goes that um, the man's name, I'm going to call him Bill. Okay. So Bill just thinks it's a bunch of hoo-ha and he's going to stay in the room. So he goes to sleep in that room that night. And he said that he woke up in the middle of the night because he felt a presence. And when he opened his eyes and looked, there was a tall, dark thing that was standing on top of him, like not on him, but like standing and straddling him while he was laying flat on his back in the bed. And he said that he said, what? That's all he could get out of his mouth. And then he was just like frozen. And the thing was not saying anything. The thing was not moving. But he could hear something that sounded like breathing. But it was kind of like a, like that, breathing like that. So he said that the thing jumped off of the bed and it actually made a thud. So, I mean, you can say what you want. Perhaps it was just like a sound effect, okay, caused by this thing. Or perhaps, um, I mean, when you're talking about things like spiritual beings, I don't know how that word would happen, but I'm, I'm not saying that it didn't. I believe he did hear a thud. So he said when that thing jumped off the bed and he heard this thud and then the thing just kept where, where the face was, okay, or should have been, was just complete blackness. He said there were absolutely no facial features whatsoever. So after this thing jumps and lands on the floor, it starts backing up. It doesn't turn around. It doesn't vanish. It backs up, backs all the way up into that armoire, and then the doors closed behind it. So Bill couldn't believe what had just happened. He was like, wait a fucking minute. So he jumps up out of the bed, flings those doors open to that closet, and there's nothing there. Of course, there's nothing there. But he said there was nothing there. But for a split second, it was like there was no back of that armoire. He said it was like looking into just blackness, a never-ending blackness. And then... He said it was almost like something closed up into a square. And that was it. The whole incident was done. So he, I mean, I don't know because they're not there anymore. How many? That's the one that my sister remembered him telling her. And I do know that the son who had had that room, didn't sleep in there anymore. He didn't even want to go in there. So that room actually became like a catch-all for whatever, like a storage room. 
and it's also right by their laundry room. And I, there is one other like small story to this. So these other people moved in, and I do recall them. Um, I didn't know them, but I do recall like seeing them. The the father of that family, I believed he was from Samoa. And he had also mentioned something to my, either my mom or my, or my mom and my sister or something like that about strange things happening in that house and how that house was strange. So... I don't know if um, these things are continuing and if they are, to what degree. I don't know how long the people who are there now, I, I have no idea how long they have been there. But I'm going to have to, um, I didn't ask my sister any really stories about them because I don't believe that they are... Um, the type of neighbors, you know, the people who live there now, like they're not out there friendly and talking to everyone in the neighborhood and all this and that. So whatever is happening there, if there is anything, um, is unknown, at least to uh, my sister. But um, I have to say that I don't believe that, um, I, I mean, as far as I know, there were two people who had incidents in that house as far as um some sort of activity some there were some kind of entities in that house i was thinking also about the actual armoire that was in there i don't know if um that was brand new because that that was a question that we were talking about was that thing brand new maybe whatever it was was attached to that piece of furniture maybe um it came down through a family line maybe it uh, they bought it at a at a used place I don't know but because of the fact that the next family the man um, mentioned activity in that house leads me to believe that um, whatever is probably still there how this thing started is um a mystery because I think the second owners of that house were the ones who my grandma was friends with, you know, and they would talk over the fence and, oh, do you have like uh, some sugar I can borrow? And I'm going to the market. Do you want me to pick you up anything? You know, that type of deal that a lot of people used to do that kind of thing back like in the 60s and what have you. I do believe that they were the second owners of this house. And a little bit of history about this. The sister, okay, there were two. They had two kids, that two children, but they were older as far as... um well, later on anyways, you know, when um, maybe things started happening. I'm not going to blame it on them, but I'm just going to say that perhaps this could have been what happened. I'm just going to create maybe a, a type of scenario. So the daughter was hit by a car. She had like this broken leg that 
seemed to be in the cast forever. I think it started healing wrong and they had to re-break it. And then she was in a cast for a long time. Um, it said that she was in a lot of pain and so on. So she became addicted to the painkillers. So even once her leg did heal, she was now an addict. She was addicted to probably more than just that. And she just, she didn't have any ambition. She just used to sit in the front yard, like on the porch, and smoke cigarettes all day and just walk around. So I don't know how bad her addiction became. I don't know the substances that she was addicted to. But I do know that I guess at one point she was supposed to get married. And I, I'm not saying that it's only people who are substance abusers and things like this who um, can perhaps bring these things in. But I don't know the types of things that she was engaged in because when you are high or even really drunk and things like this, you are really not thinking rationally. You will tend to perhaps agree to do certain things that you wouldn't normally do when you are not altered. So I'm thinking that it may have been during that time that these things came in to that house. The other one is, okay, the, the son now. The son started um, dating this girl who lived across the street from them. And this girl was a little older. And everyone knew that this girl was also in to the whole drug culture. And these people were like, um, you know, like the 60s and early 70s people where a lot of them were experimenting with different types of um, drugs and um, opiates and what have you. So it could have also been at that time or even a combination of the two that um, somehow allowed this thing to come in and to take up residence there. So um, it's, it's really interesting, but um, I personally, I, I don't know guys, but it's hard for me to say that this has stopped. And you know, there are, some things that happen to us that we don't even pay attention to. I'm not saying it happens to everyone, but there have been things that have happened to people that I know and even to myself, and you don't pay attention to them because it's like nothing until you start doing like a, like a check. Okay, certain things are happening now. When did it start? Was there anything new? Was this and that? What about people? What about objects? And so on. And when you start going back and doing an in-depth timeline check, it's amazing how many things you may find that 
have happened to you in the past and you were like, oh man, I never thought that that meant anything or that had anything to do what's going on now and so on. It's pretty amazing. Some of the things are so like uh, small and slight. We really don't pay attention. So I, I mean, and I know this from my own experience that that has happened to me. I never paid attention to it. And now, okay, now I know when it started or maybe I can even go a little further back. So um, I was talking about those kind of things earlier today because most of you who have been with me for a while know that um, I have had things missing pretty much all of my life. I'll put something away. I'll put it in a place. I'm a creature of habit. I put things back in the very same place as uh, always so I know where to find it. I don't have to go and search through everything. Things will be missing from their places. And um, that it's not just recent. I mean, this has been going on ever since I can remember. So um, now I had some paperwork that I had put in a drawer. This is recent. This is like two days ago. I realized that the paperwork was not there. So I'm like, wait a minute, it has to be here because I was saving it. I was making sure that it was in this spot because I was going to need it for reference and for so, so on. Nope, it's gone. So I looked through that drawer, I looked through the next drawer, and then I looked through the bottom drawer, and the whole thing is gone. All of the paperwork is gone. So once again, you know, you're always going to second guess yourself. It's almost like some type of uh, um, automatic type of thing you do. So you're like, huh, and you start thinking and going back, okay, well, could I have put it here? Could I have put it there? No, no. When we start doing that, we just make things worse for ourselves. So right away, I just said, um, okay, once again, I have something that's missing. It's gone. I, um, it's very frustrating because sometimes things are missing. Okay, maybe they're a pop-up, but if they don't, you're like not going to get all into a big deal about it because it's not maybe very important, but these papers were important. So now it's becoming something that is beginning to be a little more critical. This missing paperwork is almost critical. So now I need to go through a process all over again to um, get duplicates. And I'm just wondering at which time I will find the original paperwork that I was looking for. So it's, it's just um, almost never ending. But I'm at the point right now where I've really, really, I'm, I'm like over it. So um, I have to think of what I'm going to do now to um, stop this from happening again. Okay, 
I don't want to get too off track because I don't have a whole lot of time to um, spend today because of my wacky schedule. All right, so this next story now was um, actually shared with me, somebody that I know. And uh, she is someone who says she has never had an experience she would really like to. She's like, man, I'm so interested in this stuff. It's fascinating, but I've never had an experience. She said, my my daughters have, my my this, my that, like everyone. She said, except for me. Well, I don't think so. I think that she has had experiences, but they were so slight, she doesn't realize it. And And that happens. Doesn't mean that we're uh, blinded by things or whatever. No, it happens. It just slips by us until at some point maybe we realize, oh man, oh, you know, I did, I did have um, experienced something. But anyway, she was telling me about someone because we, we were talking about the passing away of Amy and how the lights and the ceiling fan and everything went on and and this and that. And then she started telling me that um, when her uncle, one of her uncles had passed away, she said the alarm clock kept going off for some reason, like at 7.43 p.m. Until they realized that the alarm clock kept going off at the time that her uncle had passed away. She said he died at 7.43, and they realized it when they got the death certificate. And there is that alarm clock going off every night at 7.43. And she said no one set the alarm. It just would do that on its own. Now, why, though, is the thing? Why? What... What is the moral to that story? She said as well as they would hear footsteps. They never had anything in that house before. They never had activity in their house. And all of a sudden, he passes away. The alarm clock goes off every night at 7.43 p.m. And then they're hearing footsteps. Well, not her, but her aunt and the people who were still living in that house. So it's a strange thing. And a lot of these things, we don't have an explanation for them. Because you're thinking, why would, for example, her uncle want to do that? Why would he want to upset people with something like that? What message is in that? Besides a big fat nothing. See, so this is just to um, rattle people's nerves. That is my belief. There is um, something that wants acknowledgement. And I didn't go into um, detail with her about this, uh, whatever happened or what, whatever. I don't believe that... Um, they are still in that house, and her. I do believe that um, those people have all passed away now because she had said that this had happened a while back. 
but yeah, what is the message that it's trying to convey with the alarm, with the footsteps? That is just to instill fear. And then you may say, yeah, but there was something in there. How did something get in there? That's where we don't know any of the particulars, so we can't say. I can't say because I don't know if people came in to help him. I don't know anything. I mean, I know nothing about um, the things that happened before his passing or during when um, maybe things got pretty bad or afterwards. I don't know what type of things that someone, and it only takes one, may have been engaged in. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, this is something that cannot be explained because I don't know. It is rather eerie, though, when you think about it. Whatever was causing that, all right, knew the time of death. I mean, think about that. It knew. When uh, people say they hear people's footsteps who passed and so on, there maybe um, someone has a um, unmistakable type of gait, uh, you know, to their walk, an unmistakable rhythm or pattern to their steps. And then you hear them, you hear that pattern what that just like okay those whatever it is that's causing these things to happen knows and can mimic those things just like the voices people hear their um relatives who have passed away they hear their voices so these things can mimic it's unsettling and it's meant to do these type of things to you. And a lot of them are maybe considered a little benign at the beginning because they want the people to engage in a conversation. They want the people to acknowledge this while they're inside the house. And even outside, because if you're doing it outside, they're probably pretty sure that you're going to do it inside also. You know, so bringing it in with you, bringing it into your dwelling with you. So, I mean, that's the way that I look at a lot of these things. I, um, I have heard people saying that um, they hear their names being called. And I have heard that too. And I told you guys about when I heard the, the neighbor calling my sister and my sister heard it, and there was nobody there. So, I mean, I know these things do happen, but there are some people who say that these things are just um, sounds that come from the earth and things like this. Uh, I I don't believe that. I, I do believe that there are certain sounds that come from the earth, but not 
voices and your name being called. And when you hear conversations somewhere and there's nobody there, no, that is not anything that's resonating from the earth. That is something totally different. The sounds that are made, that come from the earth, I mean, there are many. There are many different kinds. I'm going to try to see if I can play some examples for you when I come on next time so that you can hear some of these. It's um, even at the like the bottom of the ocean, things like this, there have been people who have been on submarines, um, deep sea divers and people like this who say that they hear music or they hear voices coming from way down there under the sea. Like you're talking, man, how, how far down? And they hear it pretty clear. I um, actually heard an example of the screams and the noises that somebody captured when they were down um, diving. I don't even know how how, uh, far down they were. And they recorded some of these sounds. I mean, um, maybe it is a possibility. You have heard perhaps about... um, the hollow earth and maybe there are some types of life there and I, I mean I don't know I really don't know guys but um it's just open I'm wide open for discussion when we're looking at these things because I do know that sound all right people are like oh well it could be from People on their yachts playing music or people on the cruise ships with, um, you know, their music and their bands and their DJs and all this and that. No, because the sound doesn't travel down. The sound travels up. So whatever it is coming from down there is down there. And it's very creepy. The stuff that I've heard, you may be able to find some, but it was creepy. Like, mm-mm, no. They were, on this one um, audio that I heard, it sounded like you would think uh, people screaming like they're in hell or something. It was horrible. Just a cacophony of screaming and shouting and wailing it was um very unnerving but anyways um that's all that i've got for today i know man my this schedule it's going to last for probably another six weeks until i can get back on my normal time it's very difficult right now with this schedule it's uh, it sucks, but anyhow, I'm gonna try to bring some interesting things. Even though my study time is now like non-existent, and I don't have a whole lot of time to um, do anything like that right now, but I'm still gonna try to bring some interesting things to the tabletop so that we can get some good ideas, you know, and um, just. You know, we like to hear creepy stuff, and I like to talk about it. So it's a a win-win. All right, so once again, guys, thank you so much for joining me. 
you you all know I don't like to walk alone, and uh, you probably don't either, especially in the dark on this path in the strange paradiso. Ciao.